This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. State Democratic lawmakers want Republican Governor Greg Gianforte to call the legislature into a special session to address rising property valuations, particularly sharp increases for residential properties. Senate Minority Leader Pat Flowers of Belgrade and Senate Democratic Whips Shannon O'Brien of Missoula and Susan Weber of Browning issued the request in a letter to Gianforte. They want a single-day session to adopt a revenue-neutral state property tax rate. Quote, again and again, Montana Democrats pleaded with Republican legislators and Governor Gianforte to find long-term solutions to unaffordable property taxes, Flowers said in a press release, citing the matter a property tax crisis. Democrats have asked Gianforte to call the session to cut the residential tax rate from 1.35% of market value to 0.94. The draft proposal would also increase the tax rate for a single-family residence dwelling valued at more than $1.5 million from 1.4 to 1.73%. Those rates, according to the State Revenue Department, would keep taxes for residents at their current levels. The governor's office appears to be rejecting the request while lambasting minority Democrats on Thursday for opposing Republican proposals made during the regular session. Republicans held a supermajority last session, so Democratic opposition would not have made any difference. A transgender woman, the owners of an independent bookstore, and an educator who teaches in costume, are among those challenging Montana's new law that bans people dressed in drag from reading to children in public schools or libraries. The federal lawsuit filed Thursday in Butte argues that the law violates the free speech and equal protection guarantees of the U.S. Constitution. The plaintiffs seek an injunction to block the law, a ruling that the law is unconstitutional and for Adria Jawart, whose planned talk on LGBTQ plus history at the Butte Silver Bowl Public Library was canceled in early June by county officials who cited new legislation. The complaint calls the Montana law, quote, a breathtakingly ambiguous and overbroad bill motivated by anti-LGBTQ plus animus. Montana became the first state to specifically ban drag kings and drag queens. It's defined as performers who adopt a flamboyant or parody male or female persona with glamorous or exaggerated costumes and makeup to ban those people from reading books to children. Similar laws in other states have been temporarily blocked while legal challenges play out in court. Unlike in other states, the performances do not need to contain a sexual element to be banned in Montana. The law took effect when Republican Governor Greg Gianforte signed it on May 22nd. Members of the LGBTQ plus community had warned during the legislative hearings that the law would be misused to silence transgender people 
and banned teachers from wearing costumes of any kind while reading to their classes. Chelsea Rice, who co-owns the Montana bookstore with her spouse, Charlie Crawford, said they wanted to get involved, quote, to make sure everyone who this law affects is supported and defended by those who have the wherewithal and fortitude to do it. Rachel Corcoran dresses up as literary, historic, or pop culture characters to teach special education students at a Billings High School and still wears costumes at times when she visits classrooms while coaching teachers of first-time English learners. Other plaintiffs in the case include businesses, organizations, and community centers that plan and host all-ages drag events, a fitness studio, and an independent theater that receives state grant money, and may show PG-13 or R-rated films. Such films could violate the parts of the law that prohibit sexually-oriented performances in location that receive any funding from the state if minors are present. The bill's co-sponsors, which included more than half of the Republicans in the state legislature, sought to forbid drag shows, quote, and stifle the expression of individuals who do not conform to conventional gender presentations. That's according to the lawsuit. A group including Alan Edwards, the late Earl Old Person's grandson, played a victory song with drums prior to unveiling of a sign at a dedication of signs honoring Chief Earl Old Person. State Senator Susan Weber introduced the bill to install the Memorial Highway signs to honor Old Person, the longest-serving elected tribal official in the U.S., during the latest legislative session. However, the bill was tabled in committee by Republicans on the day it was heard, and in order to survive, Weber had to introduce a blast motion to get it to the Senate floor where it eventually passed. Republicans cited a non-existent rule that Memorial Highways be designated solely for fallen law enforcement as the reason the bill was tabled. A reasoning that Browning Democrat Representative Tyson Running Wolf critiqued during his remarks on Thursday. Quote, we were totally surprised when it was tabled. They brought in new rules that were not really rules on the Senate side. Running Wolf carried the bill in the House. I said, quote, that's a bunch of baloney. Running Wolf commended Weber for being brave enough to step up there and push it through. Democratic Yvonne Tester, who's running for re-election, also commented on the blast motion in his remarks and commended Weber at the same time, quote, she used a technique that I never saw in my eight years in the Montana Senate, where she blasted a bill out of committee onto the floor and the doggone thing actually passed, Tester said. Tester said the designation of the highway was, quote, a small symbol of appreciation to a great man who did great things, not only for the Blackfeet country, but for Native Americans and this great country. The senator worked with Old Person on a number of projects, including helping to preserve the Badger II medicine outside of Glacier National Park, the Cobell Land Settlement, and the Blackfeet Water Settlement.
U.S. Senator John Tester's campaign says the Democrat has raised more than $5 million in the second quarter of 2023 as he seeks a fourth term. The National Republican Senate Committee has identified Tester's seat as one of the Democrats' most vulnerable as the GOP looks to retake the Senate next year. Tester won his previous three elections to the seat by small margins. He entered the third quarter with more than $10 million in the bank, according to the campaign. Tester's contributions totaled $4.9 million during the first quarter of this year. The campaign has not yet filed its quarterly report with the Federal Election Commission. That report is not due until July 15th. Demand for electricity in the Northwest is expected to grow at its fastest pace in decades due to increasing industrial use, followed by the electrification of transportation, homes, and businesses. Demand for electricity in the region is projected to rise above 2.5% annually and by nearly 25% within the next 10 years, according to an annual report on expected energy demand. The report, the Northwest Regional Forecast of Power Loads and Resources, is released each year by the Pacific Northwest Utilities Conference Committee. The largest demand during the next five to ten years will be industry, including data centers and semiconductor manufacturing. Earth's average temperature set a new unofficial record high on Thursday, the third such milestone in a week that's already rated the hottest on record. The planet hit 63 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 17 and a quarter degrees Celsius, surpassing 62.9 and 17.18 degree marks set Tuesday. It was equaled on Wednesday. That's according to data from the University of Maine's Climate Reanalyzer. That average includes places that are sweltering under dangerous heat, like Xinjiang, China, which checked in at almost 110 degrees Fahrenheit, and the merely unusually warm places like Antarctica, where temperatures across much of that continent were as much as 8 degrees Fahrenheit, 4.5 degrees Celsius, above normal this week. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 51 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.